This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's this, a podcast on back-to-back days? How about that? Welcome in, Heart and Hustle podcast, episode 15. Nick Grunowitz here, Scott Inez with me. Uh, Chris Crawford is down in Miami getting ready for the final Dwayne Wade game. Traitor. Uh, well, I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. I, it, it is I mean, an event, no question. By the way, did you see the uh, Anheuser-Busch Dwayne yeah, Wade it's unbelievable. Ad? If that doesn't put a tear in your eye, I don't know what will. It's an unbelievable commercial. Um... I don't want to sound like a hater here. Are we going a little overboard? A little bit, yeah. I think we're doing. This is one of the all-time, I would say, um, identity kind of remakes that we have had for Dwayne Wade. There was a little while there where like Dwayne Wade was not very well liked within the NBA, and now we've reached we, we've we've reached a point now where like I think that. They're seizing every opportunity to kind of a little, yeah. l- little bit, a little but, bit, especially for Magic guys. Look, we don't like the Miami Heat up here in Orlando. With that said, Nick, Dwayne Wade for the most part has been nothing but a class act throughout his career. He's been a Magic killer throughout his yes. career, and I do believe that he deserves whatever accolades he is receiving in terms of the media, in terms of what's going to happen in Miami tonight. So. Uh, kudos to Dwayne Wade for a job well done. Yeah. We um, still hate the heat. Though. Exactly. We're going to talk about the magic, though. This is the Heart and Hustle podcast. He is Scott Inez. You can catch him weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando, 4 to 6 ESPN Afternoon. Scott Inez. And on Twitter, at Inez says you can catch me on ESPN 580 as well. Now that the Lakeland Magic season is over. <laughs> uh, by the time that you are listening to this, by the way, we might have the Long Island Nets as the G League champion. Um I'm going to cry a little after that happens because Theo Pinson stole the ring off you our finger. You despise that Long Island team, I do. don't you? No, I hate them, yes. I do. I hate <laughs> that Long Island team. Uh, they were up 30 on Rio Grande Valley, and I just turned to my friends, took a shot of whiskey, and said they stole the ring off you, our finger. Really? You took a shot of whiskey? Seriously? That's your first ever shot, huh? It was not my first of the day. Uh, okay, is what I, I got but, you, yeah. um, We're going to have a an interview with Steve Clifford's coming up. Steve Clifford spoke with Scotty. Uh, on ESPN 580 Orlando, and uh, we're going to have that coming up for you here on the podcast. A couple of notes, though, as we reach the playoffs uh, that we want to get into and kind of really start to, to you know, I, I, I guess, you know, look a little closer at this team as we get closer. Um, the Jonathan Isaac news yeah. uh, today that came out, uh, the team announced Jonathan Isaac is going to be out for Wednesday night's game against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, he's in the NBA concussion protocol. Mm. It's not your first game is likely not until Saturday or Sunday. We're not sure yet when game one will be or who you're going to play, but it's good that at least if, if there is a, a silver lining, Scotty, he's in the protocol. Now it's Tuesday. Let's get this over. Yeah. With. Let's get this over with. Exactly. Now, you, you know, obviously he's going through some amount of pain as anybody does with a concussion. So we wish him nothing but the best, but if it's going to happen, it might as well happen now instead of later on in the week and over the weekend because this is a kid, Nick, as you well know, who makes this Magic team 
unique defensively. Yes. There's nothing unique about playing hard on defense, but he makes this team so unique because he's so long and so lanky. I think he takes this team from good to great defensively because of his stature and because he's all arms and legs. I mean, you you've he's Edward Scissorhands out there. I mean, he's just, he's just absolutely amazing. So we need this guy desperately for the playoffs, and if, if, if he has to go through a concussion protocol over the next few days, do it, get that over with, and get ready for game one this weekend. Yeah, he is. he's the Freddy Krueger of basketball. Yeah. He's just out there spearing basketballs and making it difficult on the other team. I don't care who you play, Milwaukee, Toronto, or Philadelphia. Uh, Jonathan Isaac really has been the X factor of this team. We talk about how good they have been, especially on the defensive side, since January 31st. Uh, he is one of the most underrated magic players, is what I would yeah. say. We talk about Vooch and Ross, and then Gordon and Fournier get attention. Uh, we talked at length on your show yesterday about our guy DJ Augustine, and I guess on the podcast as well. Yeah. Um, but Jonathan Isaac doesn't get enough mention for what he means to this team when it comes to the rotation, the defensively, and uh, he changes the geometry of the floor just because no he's out there. No doubt. Changes the look, no doubt about it. And you look ahead to a potential playoff series in the first round with the Milwaukee Bucks, who's Giannis going to see a lot in that series? I feel like Aaron Gordon, I, okay. think, I think it's yep. more Aaron Gordon and Giannis because Gordon has a little more girth. Right, I right. I feel like Giannis but, just, just bullies but, Jonathan but, Isaac. But the key to defending a great player like that is you giving that him help. several yeah. different looks and throwing several different people at him. And if you can throw an Edward Scissorhands, a Freddy Krueger at Giannis Adetokounmpo every now and then, um, Jonathan Isaac is a kid who makes this team very, very unique. We're going to need him going forward. So hopefully everything will go well in the concussion protocol. Don't know how long it's going to take, but by the end of the week, you certainly hope that he's out of that protocol and ready possibly for a game one on Saturday. Right. Quickly, I just want to get into this here uh, because we don't know where the Magic are going to play as they head into their game, their final game of the season. Uh, here are the, the, the quick scenarios, I guess, for Orlando, for them to be a six seed, they're going to need a win and a Brooklyn Nets loss for them to be the number six seed. If I'm Correct. if I'm reading Correct. all of this correctly, yes. and, and their last game I believe is against Miami at home, if Brooklyn. I'm not mistaken. Uh, Brooklyn, you're talking about? Yes. Um, I believe that is true. Yeah, I yes. think that is. Uh, let me let me. I'll but, double yeah, check. But that. Brooklyn and Orlando both 41 and 41 on the year right now. Brooklyn sitting in the sixth spot because they own the series tiebreaker with the Orlando Magic. So the Magic in seventh. Detroit is at eight. Charlotte and Miami, of course, are, are tied for ninth. There's like a 1% chance that the Miami Heat will actually make the playoffs. That makes you giddy, doesn't it? it? Oh, it's wonderful. Orlando in, Miami out. It's great. What are you seeing there? Um, yeah, so it's Brooklyn yeah. and Miami. Uh, wow, a back-to-back for Miami to finish the season. Yeah. Well, um, remember, the NBA didn't have any games last night because of the national championship right. game. Um, I, I don't know how long the NBA has been doing that, but I think it's wonderful to give the spotlight to the college kids on national championship night. But that causes here at the end of the year, many teams to play on Tuesday and Wednesday back to back. Luckily, the Orlando Magic is not one of those teams. They practice today there in Charlotte and have been kind of biding their time waiting for that Charlotte game on Wednesday over the last 48 hours or so. Yeah. So if the Magic win and Brooklyn loses on that final day, yep. Uh, they will be the sixth seed. Um, for them to finish the seventh seed, it would be a win, a Brooklyn win, right. 
and two Detroit losses, I believe, for them I to be the seventh seed. That is no. Uh, let's see. To, uh, Detroit is thirty-nine and forty-one on the season. I probably should have put some work into this. Yeah, before I, I Detroit brought this is up. Detroit is thirty-nine and forty-one. So if the Magic, so you're you're talking about the Magic staying at seven? At is that what seven, you're talking yes. about? Not, they just need to win. Yeah. Just uh, well, I, no, no, you can't tie with Detroit. So they need one Detroit loss. Yeah, and yeah. and keep in mind, Detroit took the season series yeah, from that's Orlando. The, that's too. the thing. Yeah. So you need a win and one Detroit loss. They have two games left for you to be the eight seed. Right. It's basically a loss and two Detroit wins because you end up forty-one and forty-one with Detroit, and you fall to eight yeah. there. Um, we're, we're, so look, we're it. not we're not going to know until like. Quarter of 11, 11 o'clock on Wednesday Well, because all the games start night. at the same exactly. time on Wednesday night. By the way, we're going to try to get some sort of a reaction podcast for you uh, on Wednesday night. Scott will be down at Fox Sports Florida. I might call you. I might. I okay. might call you. We might all do right. something like that. Uh, and Chris Crawford is going to be recovering from uh, working the morning shift <laughs> and uh, and all of that. I might just be by myself, but uh, I think people around here would tell you I, won't, I, I don't hate that. No, so, you don't at all. Um, all right. So uh, those are the scenarios, I guess. We'll keep an eye on that as the magic uh, they will make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs. And by the way, we found out Wednesday night's Hornets magic game. Yep. I saw the promo today. Oh, did National you really? Tele- on ESPN. Yes, I was on the treadmill uh, around between mile four and five. And uh, uh, nice humble brag there, by the way. Um, <laughs> not bad five miles. Magic today. Hornets. Yeah, yeah. Not, not bad five miles. Only took me three hours. What is it? First time since 2015 that the Orlando yes. Magic are on national Nationally TV? televised for the first time since 2015. Nick Vucevic, Kemba Walker, the two star pictures. That, well, uh, it's, it's, that good, it's good to know that ESPN is taking note of what us. is going on here in Orlando. We do have an NBA team here in O-Town. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, we just wanted to quickly kind of get that rolling for you. Coming up next, uh, we have the interview that Scott Inez did with Steve Clifford. He was kind enough, sounded exhausted, yeah. to join Scotty on Monday on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez. Uh, that conversation is coming up right after this break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Steve Clifford is here. Steve, how are you, man? Thanks for joining us. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Steve. How does it feel, Coach? I mean, you're a native New Englander, man. I mean, you go into Boston, first postseason berth in the last seven years to do it in the Garden. How does that feel for you, Coach? Oh, it was it was a great night for our team. I mean, uh, down 13 early and uh, a good push the last. Oh, like two and a half minutes of the first half to get it down to three, and then we played a a really good second half. So it was a, you know, it was an important win, um, and it, it clinched a playoff spot. And uh, you know, it was a it was a happy locker room. Let's put it that way. I was very impressed with that happy locker room. the The camera was there in, in the hallway catching you. Um, you know, welcoming everybody into the locker room and celebrating. Uh, you you, you kind of left it all hang out last night, Coach, something that you really haven't done all year. How did that feel for you last night? i uh, just so happy, uh, happy for our team. I mean, um, our guys have, have uh, you know, put so much into this, and uh, I'm, I'm really 
proud of, of you know, the, the, uh, the progress that we've made uh, in the way that we've played and the way they've hung in there. Um, like any NBA season, there's been two or three stretches where things didn't go our way and it would have been easy to uh, let go of the rope, and they didn't. They kept working. We kept getting better, um, and we're playing our best basketball right now. And it's amazing because this team has let go of that rope in the past. What clicks, Steve? I mean, you're 20 and 31, given up for dead late January. Then all, all of a sudden, it, it's as if a light switch went on because since then you've got the fourth best, fourth best record in the NBA, 21 and nine. What happened with this team that led to this incredible 30 game run here? Well, we we've become more balanced, and uh, our defense has been, uh, I believe, top two or three in the NBA in that stretch. But we also played much better offensively. Our ball movement's been better. Uh, we've been more inside out, and um, you know we're also top five in assisted turnover ratio, which obviously speaks to ball movement and unselfish play. So. Um, you know, like I said, more balanced. And to win in this league consistently, you've got to be able to be good on offense and defense, and and uh, that's why we're playing better. You've been a great leader for this team, Steve. You really have. And there are some folks talking about you uh, being coach of the year in the NBA uh, after a, a league-best 16-win turnaround today. That's got to be very satisfying for you, knowing that people are, are recognizing you and your ball club. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that, obviously. And, and for me, it starts with our ownership. Um, you know, the DeVos family, uh, they were great to us and so uh, committed and supportive when I was here before with Stan. And they continue to be that way now. Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, really, they're the, they're the leaders. Um, you know, this is uh, uh, set up uh, with their vision of, of how things should uh, go and uh, I believe firmly in the way they do things and then I've blessed with a great staff and like I said you know it, it's always going to come back to the players um, and our guys are, are committed I mean we, we we asked them to come back a month early in September for optional workouts and every guy came and you're just not going to have many NBA teams where you're going to have 15 guys willing to give up uh, a month of their off season in order to play better. The one common thread, I guess, over the last seven years here in Orlando, Steve, is Nikola Vucevic, who has kicked it up several notches this year. He makes the all-star team. I know you're extremely happy for him, and I know you feared him on the opposing sideline in recent years, but what have you told him, and, and how have you coached him to tap into something with Vooch that some of us didn't think he had, Coach? You know, to be honest, not... Not a lot other than, um, you know, play inside-outside. Mm. You know, I mean, I think that his, his uh, obviously last night it was his post-up game. Um, and then, you know, he was scoring inside and they were forced to double. And, you know, possibly, or one of the biggest baskets of the game was obviously uh, a post-up. They came to double. Aaron Gordon made a great cut, which made a great pass. And, took it the lead from two to four and uh but he, you know to me uh what sets him apart as a center his range shooting is one thing but it's his passing and his decision making he's he has an incredibly high basketball iq uh and he, it, it, big guys now that can shoot the three are important because they create space for their teammates but he has the added skill 
of being a terrific passer. And it just puts so much more pressure on the defense. Back to you personally, Coach. You, you know, you're let go by the Hornets, and, and uh, you, you, you know, here you are closing your first season in Orlando. Um, you, you had some health issues dealing with last year or the lack of sleep and whatnot. I'm sure there were some dark moments for you in terms of, you know, whether you'd get another head coaching gig. How satisfying for you personally is this? And, and look, I, I realize we haven't won the NBA championship, but it's, it's, Not a, yet. it's a tremendous feat. That's right. But, but how satisfying is this playoff berth for you personally, Coach? Oh, no, for sure. I mean, um, I think that, you know, like, like everybody else, you've got to do the same thing as, you know, you kind of play the season and then you always get away for a few days and reflect back on what was good, what was bad. And I'm sure that when we finish, and hopefully it's not anytime soon, um, there, there, there's so many good things that are going on here. And, and uh, I'm actually privileged to be a part of that. Um, so, uh, you know, this is, no matter what, this is going to end up being a good first year for our group. But right now, I mean, the important thing is is that we get ourselves ready to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And as you guys know, pro sports, the NBA, is all about how you do in the playoffs. And um, we're playing well. We have the fourth best record in the NBA over the last 30 games or so. So, you know, we can be a tough out and. Uh, I want to do the same thing I'm asking the players to do is to be locked into whatever we have to do to make progress here this last few days before game one, wherever that is. Yeah, and it'll either be in, what, Milwaukee, Toronto, or Philadelphia this weekend. You still have a lot to play for. You're going back to Charlotte, a city in which you coached for five years, the Hornets on Wednesday night. Uh, you, you could get up to six, Coach. You could remain at seven. You could drop down to eight. So that, that Charlotte game, you know, I know we're all looking ahead to the playoffs and looking forward to it, but that, that Charlotte game is a big game for you. Oh, no no question. And, and the other part is is it's not only about making the playoffs, but to me it's your mentality uh, of how you're playing going into the playoffs. Now, you know, because of, you know, we've played a bunch of games here that have been meaningful. We're playing with a good edge right now, a good readiness, a good attitude about how we have to play. And now is not the time to exhale. You know, now is the time to, again, come in tomorrow. We, we landed in Charlotte a few minutes ago, have a good practice tomorrow, a good shoot-around on Wednesday, um, and have a similar mentality uh, in terms of work and preparation that we've had for these last 31 games. Yeah, final question. We'll let you go. Get some rest, Coach. Well-deserved rest. Can you, at this point, as a staff, prep for a first-round series, knowing that it could be one of three teams that you face starting this weekend? How does that work, and when does the prep work begin? Yeah, I mean, we just uh, we actually met when we first got here, and uh, – we're actually, you know, and it's the way it works most years is we're actually prepping for all three teams. Mm. Um, the staff is giving things up, and I'm blessed. I and mean, I have a, a great, great uh, group of coaches here. They're great with the players. They help me a ton, and they're all over this playoff prep. So I feel uh, they're on top of it, and um, I'm concentrating on Charlotte, Uh and then we'll be able to move quickly uh, after the game Wednesday night on to whoever our first-round opponent will be. Well, Coach Cliff, you have done a masterful job this year. Let's keep this thing going and shot it on Wednesday. Let's have some fun this weekend. Steve, thanks so much, and uh, go get them tomorrow night in the playoffs. All right, Coach? 
Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That was Orlando Magic head coach Steve Clifford. He joined Scott Inez on Monday on ESPN 580. You, of course, can hear Scotty weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN 580 Orlando and me, Nick Grunowitz, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday as well. I'm on with Scotty, too. We like to hang out quite a bit. Uh, that's going to do it for us. A quick podcast here um, on a Tuesday on the Heart and Hustle podcast, episode number 15. Like I said, we're going to try to bang out as many of these as we can. Uh, I'm going to try to get something up Wednesday uh, after the Magic game as we kind of know where everything falls. We'll try to break down that matchup. Scott, you can watch on Fox Sports Florida on Wednesday. He will be in for the great Paul Kennedy as the Magic play their final game of the regular season before the playoffs against the Charlotte Hornets. And A little something on the line for the Charlotte Hornets for that one. But that is going to do it. You can follow Scott Inez on Twitter, at Inez Says, and you can get me at ESPN 580. Nick, uh, we can talk Magic basketball. Always a good time. Until later this week, go Magic.